Hello and welcome to Every Youth Matters. I'm Dr. John Tan. For the past 30 years, I've been helping youths realize their life potential. In recent years though, I've helped many parents, teachers, counselors and youth workers engage their young people. In this podcast, I will share tips, tools and ways to reach who may be that difficult or challenging youth who just will not respond to your best intentions. What can we do to reach and win their hearts? I believe that the youth's potential is too precious a gift to waste. So come, join me in this journey for Every Youth Matters. Welcome, welcome to Every Youth Matters. This is Dr. John Tan and today I continue in discussing about positive youth development or PYD. Using PYD as a kind of basic lens from, from which we view our young people or youths or child and then giving them the opportunities that they will need to grow up into competent adults. And in the last episode, I talked about the first component about positive expectations. We expect positively, right? Certain things that youth are assets, they have the power and potential to change and that they can contribute. And today I go on to the second component and that second component is about positive relationships. Now, this is not something new because um, we have heard it before and I've also mentioned in this podcast that um, the old, old proverb that it takes a village to raise a child. Remember, it takes a village to raise a child. That is absolutely correct. All right. But I would want to add to say that it takes a positive village to raise a positive child. All right. So the responsibility is on a community. So, Parents, if you are trying to raise your child positively, I would say that it has to be done within an environment that comprises not only immediate family members, but also schools and other community partners. Now, we call this the community coming together as the positive village, the care village. If the village is caring, it will provide and kind of extricate or help the strengths and you know the, the youth potential to be nurtured within a positive environment. Now, that's the theory behind it. What's the practical part about it? How do we do it? Okay, so this is the tough part, I must say, from my years of experience in working with young people. Some of the youths I had to deal with did not come from positive backgrounds at all. In fact, they came from very tough, challenging ones. I've had a child once coming to school and you could tell that something wasn't right. His uniform was unkempt and he didn't look that he had, you know, washed or practiced personal hygiene. 
And so that man, when the school counselor um, noticed this, the form teachers noticed this and referred to the counselors and then to our school social work team as well. We would organize uh, home visits to find out what's happening, right? And this is a form of our participation as part of the healthy or pos positive community. And so my youth workers and counsellors as part of the school team would visit the family. And we are very, very mindful that we are not seen as condescending, right? Condescending in being judgmental of the family environment. But um, as we looked at the family you know, situation, the house the home, the apartment where the, the, the boy was from, right? As we looked at the background, then we begin to realize, wow, this child needs more support, but so does his family. So it is the responsibility of the community, I believe, to come in and help as much as we can in a way that will not be intrusive or condescending or judgmental. In this case of the boy who had come in unkempt um, uniform and personal hygiene, we suspect that he's you know, not really carrying it out or what happened. I mean, he's a child. We really needed to know. But when we look at the number of uh, children or family members or household members in under one roof in that small apartment, we begin to realize they were really struggling in commitment to education or commitment to regular education. Having the boy go to school all the time was not very high on the list. And partly is also because of their own attitudes towards, you know, participating in education in that sense by having the children go to school. Poverty is a big issue. Poverty, right? So they needed resourcing, but they had their pride and dignity. They would not want to ask. So we would have to approach it very sensitively with the idea that we are part of this healthy community that's surrounding or trying to surround child. And we could see that they had, you know, a, a lack. There was a lack of um, material possessions. There was a lack of um, even the basic necessities. So can you imagine that some of their children in their family were sharing shoes to go to school. Now, that was some time back. But I've come from a different, uh, you know, socioeconomic uh, background. It took me quite a while to grasp and understand what that meant for their children to be sharing choose to go to school, it meant that, okay, you will go one day and you next one go the next day and back and forth, right? So if you are going to insist on regular um, attendance, 
uh, it's gonna be a challenge, right? So, what's the first thing you want to do? Well, very simply, deep into the pockets so that we can give them money to purchase shoes, right? That would be the simplest thing to do. Did it happen? Well, we did give some money, but the money did not go <laughs> to buying shoes because they had other priorities. So how would you help uh, a family like that? Right? So it takes concerted effort because we believe that no child should be left behind because we don't see problem children. We see children with problems. Right? And so if we talk about positive relationships, then there is a part of the community coming in. Now, some of you may not be able to identify or resonate with what I had just shared. But no problem, because that is on another plane. But I'm talking then, if you have enough, um, you know, in terms of provisions, in terms of necessities and all that, think about different kind of poverty as well. And that would be emotional and psychological poverty in the sense where needs are not met. They are not just physiological needs that we are looking at. We also be looking at emotional, social and psychological needs. And here's using the lens of positive youth development, we are saying that the community comes in and helps everybody in the ecosystem or in that system, right? It helps everybody to bind together, to bond together with positive relationships, regardless of their status, regardless of their position in life. There's always a community, okay? So coming with that lens of helping a young person if you are in you know a state where it it becomes very pressing i do appeal to you um to us around to us around the community for help there are at this moment many um agencies and many people who are willing to come in but there needs to be the communication all right so Beyond positive expectations, then there must be the bind, the web of positive relationships within the community to help your child, to help the youth thrive and grow up to be competent adults. So join me for the next episode where I'll be looking at the third component of positive youth development. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really great having you on board. And if you have not already done so, be sure to visit me at drjohntan.com. That is drjohntan.com. While there, do subscribe to every Youth Matters show. Also, if like me, you want your message to reach a wider audience online, do sign up at instantpodcastleader.com. That is I-N-S-T-A-N-T. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-L-E-A-D-E-R.com InstantPodcastLeader.com If you do just that, you'll get a free ebook called Inspire, Connect and Elevate Your Online Reputation. So, till the next episode, remember, 
We're in it together for every youth matters. 